good morning, everyone. I'm so glad you're here with me. I'm Lee with Fiery Faith Ministries. And today is our sixth day of the week, and it is March 10th. Here in Tennessee, it's a rainy, very spring-like day. Um, we will go from warm to snow. I, I saw actually uh, on our weather that next uh, Sabbath, we're expecting snow that day. So it'll probably be in the 70s, the 60s, and then, then we'll go back into the snow. And that's why everyone in Tennessee stays sick in the spring. <laughs> uh, but I'm so glad to be here on Morning Man. Uh, absolutely love this series and love the ability to come in fellowship with all of you on Mondays and Fridays for me and Wednesday for James to just have some encouragement together and fellowship together. Um, we all need it and I definitely need it. And these discussions and studies are things that have been pressed on my heart that Yah thinks is important for you to hear as well. So I'd like to say good morning to all the family here today. Uh, Wirewool, Betty, my husband, Asia, I am so very thankful all of you are here today, and I just pray blessings over everyone. I see everyone's got their coffee. I've got mine as well. I keep mine to one cup a day now as opposed to what it was like back in my days of of nursing when I worked nights, and, and literally that was what we called the go juice, so you could actually make it through the whole night. You know, I absolutely love how our journeys are. And in the Telegram groups, reading everyone's background, reading everyone's history and getting to know each of you, we're all family. And I feel like I've known all of you forever. I feel like I know you so well. And I'm sure from watching us, you get a, a good feel for what our journey has been like. And it hasn't always been easy for all of us. And I think that's a normal thing when we're on this normal walk or narrow path walk. It may not be normal, but it's a narrow path walk. It's definitely uh, challenging and lonely at times and difficult at times, but it's so worth it. Y'all loves each of us. We are his children. He wants to shine his face upon us all the time. And if you let him, he will. And the problem is we have this flesh. We have this body that fights against the father's will so often. And I know the times in my life when I've struggled the most has been because I thought I knew better. I was in control of this. I was going to handle this. And I couldn't just see that I needed to set it down and let the father um, have his will. Let him direct my path. It's much easier when you do, even if the times are uh, difficult or dark or you feel like you're alone through it, he can see beyond what we can see. And that is part of what our faith entails is to understand that he can see um, through realms of time that we cannot. We only see what is going on right now. We can Look back, which I don't suggest doing. Do not look back unless you're looking back to say, thank you, y'all, for carrying me through that time to hear. I'd, I'd, I'm not one for looking back. You can get stuck in this circle, sucked into this constant 
roundabout of replaying past mistakes. And we're not supposed to do that. When we hand them over to Yah, he has them. We don't go back and pick them back up again. And we surely don't need to beat each other up over whatever we have done wrong or whatever trips or stumbles we have had along the path. We have to just trust Yah. And and that's the, the most important thing here. <laughs> and this is what Yah has pressed upon me. And I've definitely felt like this gentleman here hanging on uh, for dear life as uh, the breath of Yah is getting ready to blow you where he will. So my title is Breath of Yah, Blow Me Where You Will. We should be able to let go of that lamppost, right? Let go of it and let Yah direct the winds of change. And and it can be scary. Uh, and Asia's got it right, right here. This is exactly what I'm talking about. I get off track if he's not in my life. And, and it's easy to get off track when we're not focused on him. It's easy to stray to the left or stray to the right. If you're not keeping focus directly on him and what his will is for you in your life. He's not going to be asking you what, you know, your friend Pam did or Tom did or whomever. He is going to ask you how, but you handled it this way. Why? You said these things. Why? If we are focused on him and focused on each step that we are taking with him on our path, he will direct us. And that's what all of this is about. I think this whole, our whole experience and time in the flesh here is a test. Can we let go of that lamppost and let that wind blow us where he will? Uh, it definitely is scary. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine this uh, being in this situation, but haven't we all felt that way? As big changes coming, we, we feel that pull of just let go, let go. I got you. And we're like, oh my gosh, no, I have to hang on for everything I have. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we just need to let go and let y'all be the director of everything. He's so much better at it than we are. I agree with Betty here. I cannot imagine what disasters I would be in right now had not y'all been hurting me all these years. And that's exactly what it feels like being herded in one direction or another. And welcome, Andrea. I'm so glad to see you here. Uh, we're just getting started. Shalom, Nina. So glad you're here. It's a stormy morning here as well. We are going through some uh, rain and winds and Tennessee time. And I'm going to keep uh, California in prayer. And I suggest everyone uh, else does the same. They are going to be experiencing some pretty vicious storms coming in that are going to come right straight across at the rest of us. So let's keep everyone in prayer today that is dealing with um, this time of year and the, the type of weather that we all go through in the spring. It's volatile and marches on. If you hear something, I can hear my cat outside the doors singing his song of his people. <laughs> I'm sure we have all heard the saying, March winds bring April showers that bring May flowers. 
I always thought about this in relation to my brother when I was growing up, who is an April baby, right? So I used to always think, mm-hmm, he's that April shower that brought the May flower, being that I'm a May baby. So I felt like, you know, he's the rain, I'm the flower. Ha ha. It's pretty funny. Here in Tennessee, that wind in March can rip a roof right off of your house or bring with it straight line winds that will uproot every single tree in its path. I've literally seen a whole row of trees just be ripped up, roots and all, couldn't get out of our neighborhood, looked like an atomic bomb had gone off and it was not even a tornado. That's not even what I'm discussing here. That's not even what tornadoes do. We get those with the straight line winds sometimes as if one wasn't scary enough. Sometimes we get those wrapped up together. That wind is invisible, yet it's a force we cannot ignore. You know, sometimes I just sit and watch when storms roll in, look out the window at how the trees and the leaves move, how everything is directed by this invisible force. Good morning, Amanda. So glad that you made it here. I would get distracted making cookies as well, and I wish that you could share with the class kind of sad that I don't have cookies right now. I may have to make some. But that wind, that invisible wind is a force to be reckoned with. And I've seen it when I lived in multiple different spaces. I have lived in South Dakota where you could literally see it coming straight across the plains at us because it was so flat. You could see from one end to the other. It was ridiculous. Um, and that wind never stops there. And then I've lived in Hawaii where I've actually experienced the edge of a hurricane come across Oahu. And that was terrifying watching uh, giant, really tall uh, palm trees bend over and touch the ground and, and lose the electricity. And then I've also seen just a gentle blowing breeze through a field where you just see the, the weed or the grass moving with it or the gentle move and sway of the leaves at that point. It's just wonderful, absolutely wonderful and awesome, the fury of the wind. And during my life, along my walk in faith, that began as early as I can remember, it really did. Uh, I My birth father was in Vietnam and after three tours, he, for no better way to say it, lost himself, as most of those men did that experienced the horrors of war that they did during Vietnam. So my mom, with two small children, moved home to her parents to go to nursing school. And she put herself through nursing school. And then I followed suit many, many, many moons later. But living there with my grandparents, um, was a wonderful experience that set my foundation as a teeny tiny girl. I think I was around three or four when we moved in with them. And I can remember what we were taught through them. They were devoted to the father. They took us to church and it was a first Presbyterian church in Parsons, Tennessee, a very tiny rock church with the most uncomfortable wooden uh, seats in, in the world, but they were designed to make you stay awake. I figured that out. Actually, I think my grandmother explained that. Uh, so no one would go to sleep, even though my grandfather occasionally might, but a good elbow in his side would wake him right up. 
but I learned from them prayer. You know, I learned from my grandmother the importance of interceding for your family. She would pray for every person she saw that day by name, every family member, every situation, whether it be of a stranger or someone she knew. And that prayer may last an hour or so as I laid in bed next to her, waiting for her to get off of her knees and get in the bed. Um, now I understand what lessons I was learning there of intercession and how important they were. And I, I love that I, that I got that in my Ruach. And I'm blessed to say we have a prayer team at Fiery Faith Telegram. Uh, we have a prayer team, uh, a wonderful group of ladies that are putting together just a wonderful intercession for each prayer that's emailed in. If you ha have prayer requests, I am going to pull up our uh, email. Uh, yes, this is our email here. If you have a prayer request or you would like to meet with someone, please email us at fieryfaithministries at gmail. We will get you together and prayed for. If you wish for uh, in-person prayer, we are going to have the ability to meet with you in one of the studios where you could pray face to face. Nina is uh, the director of our prayer team. And then we have wonderful ladies praying with her on the team. There is, let me see, Betty King, Andrea Sims, uh, Jennifer Lane, Amanda, and I can't is it Shim, Shimni, Shimni, I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names, Asia, Sola. And if you're interested in being on our prayer team, please reach out to us, reach out to Nina, reach out to one of us, and we will make sure we get you on uh, the prayer team in with the prayer warriors. And I just wanted to add that in there. Uh, and thank you, Asia, for saying that. That's exactly when the father wakes me up. He wakes me up every morning at 3 a.m. to pray and worship. Amen. And I love that time. I, I absolutely love that time to have with him. And usually when he wakes me up, I already have names in my mind. He's like, okay, wake up, wake up. This is what we're doing. And the father gives us each gifts. But the one thing we all can do is pray for one another. You know, some of us may be better at gardening or better at speaking in public or better at anything out there. But the one thing that all of us are gifted with is the ability to intercede for one another and pray and lift each other up. And what a better thing to, to do for your brethren than to lift them up. Yah hears them. He hears our prayers. And he hears them. He hears all of us. But I, I do believe when he hears multiple people talking about the same situation, it, it is pleasing to him to see that his children are coming together for each other. And that is the key of it right there. It's not that, you know, more voices make it more important. I think it is so pleasing to him to see that his children are working together. And that's what we want to do here. We want to work together. We're all equal. There is no one that is a leader of anything. Yah is the leader in the head of us. Yahusha is the head of the body. And to him, we give all the glory. So getting back to my story, my grandparents always spoke 
of Yah. They I uh, and and of course, you know, they they use the names God or uh Jesus, and that's totally fine. That's what I was raised with. That's what we what they used as the names as far as their understanding for for James and I on our walk where we're at. You will hear me say Yahweh, which is uh Yod Hey Bav Hey, which is for God, and Yahusha is Messiah. That's just our understanding, and that's what you're gonna hear us use, and you're absolutely okay to use what you use. But they taught us something very important, very vital, right? That we had to lean on Yah for everything because I learned that watching her pray. I learned that, that he is who we have to rely on. He is going to blow us where he wills, whether we like it or not. We can, you know, we have choices to make make there. We can either let go and let Yah move us where his will is, or we can fight against him and force our wishes, which he will let happen, and then end up being moved like the March winds in Tennessee, a fury that brings certain pain and destruction until you are back on the same path that he wants you on, the narrow path. And sometimes you got to start back at the beginning to get back where you were, just depending on how far you let things blow you the wrong way or stray you off your path. So what was our first experience with the breath of Yah? I think of this all the time. Every time I meet a baby or see, you know, a new family member's brand new baby, first you got to smell them because they smell like that new car smell. Just I love the smell of a new baby. Working in the NICU, uh, a lot of times we would miss that because there's so much medicinal things going on that it covers it up but uh, a new baby just smells like heaven and in genesis 2 7 we see and yahweh elohim formed the man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living soul this breath gave us life we exist at his will we didn't choose to breathe he made that choice for us he chose you. He chose me. He chose each of us. In Psalms 33, 6, by the word of Yahweh, where the heavens made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. So his breath speaks into existence. All of these things, all things were created by him, through him and for him. He spoke everything in existence. There is no person, there is no creature, there is no situation that does not have the breath of Yah upon it. His breath is in all of us. And if we can't see that in each other, then we really need to step back and reevaluate. It is, he is there, the very breath that opened our lungs to begin with. And we just have to look for him, right, guys? We got to look for him in each other, no matter who we are or what part of this walk we are on. Praise Yah's greatness in your times of trouble for the breath he gave. And this is a lesson um, I learn every day. We're all learning every single day. We don't know it all. And if we ever get to the point to where we think we know it all, we should step back again. If you want to read of the breath of Yah, go to Job. Absolutely. There is so much there. When I was studying this out, I could have literally put the whole book in to show you, you know, we see the air being knocked out of Job. 
but yet he never stops praising the breath that gave him life. He never uses his breath that was given to him to speak against the father, even through his times of trouble, right? You know, I love this by wire wool. His holy breath in us flows over our fleshly tongue as we speak. Keeping this in mind keeps me in line. Amen. And, and that is why some days I hold my tongue because I realize it is his holy breath that I breathe. And why would I use it to speak anything against anyone? I'm just not going to do it. He directs each breath in a, into us. He is exalted in each person, whether they realize it or not. Amen. Even those that are searching for him that don't know the truth yet. Speaking of stormy days, I can't help but feel his breath in the wind. I do too, Nina. And that's that's what I said is awesome about it. Even when there's scary storms, you can look at the wind and just know that it's his fury. It's his might. It's his strength. He blew that wind into existence the same way he opened our lungs with his breath. So here in Job 27, 1 through 6. Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, As El lives, who has taken away my judgment, and El Shaddai, who has vexed my soul, and, the, and all the while my breath, is in me and the Ruach Eloah is in my nostrils. My lips shall not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. Far be it that I should justify you. Till I die, I will not remove my integrity from me. My righteousness I hold fast and will not let it go. My heart shall not reproach me so long as I live. The Ruach El has made me and the breath of El Shaddai has given me life. And like Wirewool said, we have to remind ourselves to keep ourselves in line that it is his breath that's passing over our tongue. The very breath he gave when he opened our lungs, when he breathed that life into us. And I believe he does it with every new baby that's born. I've been there to witness hundreds of babies born. Take that first breath in. And I've been there to witness breath leaving not only babies, but the elderly. As I worked in home health, which is more, it was more of a hospice situation. But I've been there as the first breath was taken and the, the last breath was breathed out. And I can tell you that he was in both. He really is. When Yah says move, we move. I haven't always followed this and it has, I have suffered because of it. And here we see Israel leaving Sinai in Numbers 10, 11 through 13. And it came to pass on the 20th day of the second month in the second year, two years in the wilderness, that the cloud was taken up from off the tabernacle of the testimony. And the children of Yasharel took their journeys out of the wilderness of Sinai and the cloud rested in the wilderness of Paran. And they first took their journey according to the commandment of Yahweh by the hand of Moshe. They moved when he moved. The cloud moved and they moved with it. The cloud and the wind, the breath of Yah, 
is what we should be watching for. We may not have that physical cloud anymore hanging over our house or hanging over our person, but he is still speaking to us. Then that small, small, still voice that tells us, sometimes it's shouting though, I can tell you, I've definitely had him shout, go now, but he directs our movements and we should let him, we should pray for him to show us what his will is in our life and where he wants us to go. In Proverbs 2.8, we see he keeps the passive judgment and guards the way of his yahid. We have to just get out of the way and let him. That's been my biggest issue in life is not just getting out of his way. Just get out of his way. <laughs> Trusting Yah and his winds of change, following where he leads. This is blind faith. We know uh, faith is an action. Sometimes you just got to jump in. Sometimes you got to let go of that telephone pole and let the wind just blow you where he is blowing you. In Psalms 32, 8 through 9, I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you shall go. I will guide you with my eye. Be you not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with a bit and bridle, lest they come near unto you. Amen. We have got to be able to be fluid with him. We have to understand he is going to guide us. He's going to instruct us and teach us in the way that we should be going. And sometimes he says move and sometimes he says stay. I love this. He's direct with me too. He's even given me the air, quote, air quotes before to grab my attention. Yes, move now. <laughs> I'm speaking, you know, most definitely. He lets us know um, when we're in, when we're in sync with him. And that's the thing he will instruct and teach you in the way which you shall go. Are we asking him, father, what is the way you want me to go? Father, here I am. I'm willing to go. Father, I'm listening. Tell me where I am to go. And that includes relationships you're in, uh, situations you're in. We should be in prayer about all of that and let him be the director of how things go. No one can stop the hand of Yah. It is unstoppable. Love that he will guide you with his eye, like shalom in the eye of the storm. Amen and hallelujah, Nina. He is shalom in the eye of the storm. And I've often thought looking at a hurricane on TV, you know, the way they show it, that eye that's in the center where there's complete uh, peace within it, that that really is like the eye of Yah in the middle of our storms. And we have to visualize that, that he is there in the center of it. We may be in the periphery where things are blowing around and ripped out of the ground and feeling like they're being ripped from our very Ruach. But if we lean into it and we lean into him, there is that peace in the center of the storm, in the eye of the storm. He is the storm. He is the eye of the storm. He is the peace within. And if we have that with him, we have peace within us. So in Psalms 37, 23 through 24, the steps of a good man are ordered by Yahweh and he delights in his way, though he fall. He shall not utterly cast down for Yahweh upholds him with his hand. There he is reaching down with his hand, grabbing you, even if you trip and fall. And we are all going to trip and fall. I've done it. 
all through my life until now. And I guarantee you, I'm going to do it again. But if I let y'all lift me up and I praise him and I repent, I repent for all of these things I do. And then I learn from them so that I do not repeat the same things again. That's the point. We must learn if we speak hate and we repent, we, we shouldn't do it again. We should learn that he can hold our tongue for us if we ask him. And that is one thing I have been praying for. And I praise Yah for his ability to reach in and do that for me. I trust him. I trust that his words are in my mouth. And if he wants my mouth shut, I'm going to trust him that he will shut it. Amanda says, amen, Nina. He preserves and covers us in the storm. We had lightning strike a tree in our yard and it fell on our house. He is good, though. He covered us and the tree bounced off. We would have been crushed otherwise. And that is life. He's constant. We may not even know how he's protecting us. We may not even see how he is shielding us. The car that runs out of the gas before they slam into us, you know, the person that's wanting to go in and rob a store and shoot people up while you're in there that somehow chooses to sit in their car and pray. We don't see these miracles happening. He is our shield and our buckler. He is our protection, as Nina said. Amen. It's exactly what he is. And we don't even know it. Half the time, we don't even know it. We're not even aware. I can't wait for that time when we get to see all of the great and wonderful things in our life that he protected and shielded us from that we had not a clue for. So I make sure to thank him every day. And I thank you for the blessings and the protection you gave over things that I am not even aware of that were going on. I am for certain it's an all day thing. In Isaiah 48, 17, thus says Yahweh, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Yasharel, I am Yahweh Eloheka, which teaches you to profit, which leads you by the way that you should go, who leads you by the way that you should go. And we should allow him, we should allow him to lead us, no matter how scary it is or lonely that we think it is. Hey, I prayed for two, three years to be able to have a fellowship or a gathering or be put together with with family and believers that would that we could lift each other up and he delivered it. And I'm not going to question um how it is he delivered it. He did it. You're here, I'm here. We're all here together. We're a family. I'm not here to teach you. I'm here to to study with you. Iron sharpening iron. I'm here to learn from you as much as I am here to discuss these things that Yahweh has placed on my heart to discuss. It's wonderful what he's doing here. It's wonderful what he's putting together. And I do not question for a second that the hand of Yah hasn't been in every part of this or in my life, you know, absolutely amazing. And I praise him. Praise you, Yahweh. For what you give. I praise you for everyone here. I praise you for this avenue, for this ability to join together, to have this fellowship. And I, I thank you for every person that you send. And I thank you for every person that's going to be reached. And I thank you for those that you want us to pray for. This is at your hand, by your will, by your breath, Yahweh. And we praise you. We praise you from the depths of our Ruach and our heart, from the breath that you gave us in our lungs, let it be pleasing to you. So continuing, sorry, just 
felt moved to do that. All scripture is breathed out by Elohim. We need to remember that, that these words were breathed out by Elohim. In 2 Timothy 3.10 through 3.17. But you have fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all Yahweh delivered me. Yea, and all that will live righteously in Mashiach Yahusha shall suffer persecution, each one of us. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. That is what we're living through. But continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing of whom you have learned them, Mashiach and Yahweh, and that from a child you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise unto Yeshua, salvation through faith which is in Yahushua HaMashiach, our Messiah. All scripture is given by the Ruach Elohim and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of Elohim may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. He has to direct us in all things. He absolutely has to direct us in our coming and our going and all absolute avenues and parts of our life. The words we speak, the thoughts we have in our minds, we're going to account for every single one of them. And it's a thing. When you repent of something, you lay that down and you don't go back and pick it back up. You absolutely do not. And that is how we grow in our relationship. That is how he draws us closer. That's how we get closer to that eye in the, in the hurricane, the eye of the storm, is to be able to shed our flesh as we go through those bands of, of wind and rain and destruction. We have to pull those bands off as we go. Pull it off. Lay it down. Let it go. Let it go. I tell myself that a thousand times a day. Let it go and let y'all have it. He's got it anyway. Why fight to hang on to something? Why go where you know you're going to be hurt? Why afflict yourself personally? You're going to go through that from external way. Why do it to yourself? Just let y'all have it. You know, let him have your hurts, your pains. Repent of the things you've done wrong. Set them down and do not pick up that attitude ever again. Do not pick up those words again. Do not pick up that action again. Set it down. Let him blow you where he, where he will because he's bringing you into his protection. Heeding the call of Messiah. Winds of change that save. Amen. And these winds of change that save are for all of us. All of us. Every single person. Those that believe, those that don't, those that are, you know, keeping Shabbat, those that aren't, those that are searching, those that don't even know that they need to be searching. These winds are going after all of them, all of us, every single one of us. And we have to be that light. We have to be the light in the hurricane. Like I see this big hurricane glass with a candle in it. You know, I used to love, my mom had big ones of that. And when they would open the doors, the wind would blow in the 
the light would stay in there because it's protected in this glass. You know, we need to do that. We need to have that protection in the wind of Yahweh around our light so that others can see it. In Matthew 4, 18 through 4, 22, And Yahushua walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren, Shimon called Kepha, Peter, and Andrea or Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And they straight away left their nets and followed him, dropped it where it was. And going on from thence, he saw two other brethren, Yaakov, James, the son of Zabdi, and Yochanan, John, his brother, in a ship with Zabdi, their father, mending their nets. And he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father behind and followed him. That wind was a quiet wind, wasn't it? It wasn't a hurricane force. It was as gentle and peaceful as the breath that comes out of your mouth when you speak. He didn't have to blow them over. He didn't have to shake them to their core. He said, Come and follow me and I will make you a fishers of men. And they went. They trusted that tiny breath that came out of his mouth. That small voice that said, come with me, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. You know, that happened to me when I had wanted to be a nurse my whole life. I wanted to heal. I wanted to. My mother was a nurse. My stepfather was a doctor. I was urged to be a healer, to help others, not because I wanted to make money or I wanted to make magic or potions or any of the things that are associated with the medical field. I just wanted to help. I just wanted to be a servant. But when he called me out, when the current event that's going on that everyone has been through the last three or four years, he called me out. He said, I do want you to heal others. But this isn't it. I do want you to be have your servant heart and to care for the sick and the, the, the lame. I want you to, to minister to them wholly and solely. And I walked away without a second thought. <laughs> I dropped the net. I dropped what I was doing and I walked away. And now I'm not. I'm not nursely. I am a daughter of Yahweh. I am Lee, daughter of Yahweh. <laughs> so that's what I want to be known at. That's that's what I am. And I love that they immediately left the ship. I know exactly how that feels. I immediately left the ship I was on to follow him completely. Even though I had been following him my whole life, he said, now we're taking it to this other level. So here we go. And I went. We're scattered, all of us here, we're scattered from one end to the other, yet we are together in the body. And we cannot forget that in our times of loneliness or sadness. And here we see in John 16, 25 through 33, these things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time comes when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day, ye shall ask in my name, and I shall not, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you. He loves you. 
because ye have loved me and have believed that I came from Elohim. We do. We believe Messiah has come from Elohim. We do. We know that. I came forth from the Father. He chose to come to us and come into the world again to suffer and die and be resurrected for us. And again, I leave the world, he says, and go to the Father. And he did that. He did that for us. And I don't ever want to forget that. With every breath in my body, I don't want to forget that. And I lost my place. His Talmudine said unto him, Lo, now speak you plainly and speak no proverb. They're like, just give it to me straight. <laughs> How many times I've felt that way. Just give it to me straight, Father. Now, now are we sure that you know all things and need not that any man should ask you. By this we believe that you came forth from Elohim. Yahushua answered them, Do ye believe? Do ye now believe? Behold, the hour comes. Yea, is now come that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave my leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. Pay attention to those words right there. In me, says Yahusha, that we may have peace. In the world you shall have tribulations, but be, be of good cheer. Our Messiah says, I have come, overcome the world. Messiah says, I have overcome the world. I absolutely can't forget that. And neither can you. We don't have to fight to overcome this world. We don't have to fight to overcome this situation or that situation, this hardship or that hardship. He's overcome this world already for us. We just have to believe that the Father has it, that the Father's breath is in our lungs and over our life, that we have that eye in the storm that we can step into. We can step, we can lean into him. We may be in the storm, but we can lean into him and let him take the brunt of it. And that is absolutely what y'all wanted me to bring to you today to remind each of you. And I'm thankful for Nina bringing up the eye of the storm because that just draws completely all of this talk together. Uh, and I love it when Yah does that. He may give you a piece, Nina a piece, Asia a piece. He may give each of us, Amanda, all these different people, all these different pieces of the puzzle that fit together. And that's why we're here together as a family. Um, let's see. Betty says here, the enemy knows when his wavelength is in you and open door, close the doors. Absolutely. We have to close them and make ourselves safe within the borders of Yahweh, within that eye of the needle. Self-worth. Yes. I see that as a battle as, as well. Let me see here. The enemy was trying to get me stuck in stinking thinking last summer over my worth to him. I started to think old thoughts of being worthless and he shouted, stop calling me a liar. Instant repent. You know, in this season right now, I go through or went through a lot of that in my past. And it, it, it was a struggle to not listen to those words 
that either others had spoken or that I had imagined or that was given to me by the principalities that want to suck us into the depths of darkness. And when things happen, when, when times are hard and you know that ill will is being spoken over you, it's really easy to let your mind go to a place where you get, you second guess your worth. And the father has done the same thing to me in the last several weeks where he's like, uh-uh, we're not going there. We said we would never go there again and we're not going there. You have worth and you are mine. And that's all that matters. And that's every single day I wake up and he says, uh, you're mine. I've claimed you. And that's all you need to think of today. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. But I'm here to love on each of you and give you the love that he's given me to tell you about and remind you that you are his. And though the winds of change may be blowing and they might be scary, that they're from him. They're his breath. They're his, his wind all around us and in us and through us. And what's wonderful about that wind and the breath is that it's, it's always moving. It flows from here to there. It's where you are. It's where I am, where I am. And then the fact that we all have the same breath in us connects us as a family that cannot be stripped apart, even if we don't see each other or know each other or even aware we are all connected by that life force, by that breath of our father who loved us enough to send his son, his Yaqid, to die for us so that we would not be separated from him. So if you're in those winds of change, I say lean into it. Lean on into the father. Let him draw you into the center of that storm where you're protected. And just know that you have a family in the body of Yahusha. You can join our telegram groups. I know James had put in our Telegram prayer group link. I will make sure that that's in the description. I do think that it is. I pray that you join James and I this evening as we talk the Torah portion for the week. It is a fellowship that we wouldn't have otherwise. And we absolutely love this family. We love all that Yahweh brings to us that we can learn together. Bring your insight on this week's Torah portion. And let us just lift each other up and praise together and worship together and go into Shabbat singing, praising, clapping, blowing the shofar, all of those things that we would be doing together if we were in person. So I bid to you today, Shalom, and I pray your prep day is awesome and amazing. And I love you and blessings to you.